cycle 2.0. Here we go. Teens oh, no. house. Okay, I guess I guess we're in the podcast now. Teens in the house. Uh, welcome to Morph Club episode 13. Um, we just read book 11. I'm Megan. I'm Carrie. And yeah, book 11 was called The Forgotten, and it's a Jake book. Yeah, I... This book gave me a lot of flashbacks to um, the Amazon Trail CD-ROM game. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was my main feeling, although I think I played it after I read this book. But that was a whole game about traveling through the Amazon rainforest, and then, like, a mystical jaguar would pop out randomly uh-huh. and, like, take you into, like, different points in time where you would learn about the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> So there you go, that's it in a nutshell. I can see why those two things would become enmeshed. I think the one I'm remembering was maybe an Oregon Trail spinoff where you spend the whole time on a river, or maybe that was a segment of the Amazon Trail. Yeah, because you would be on, like, a canoe, and you would be going down the river, and you'd have to, like, try to, like, Which direction do I want to turn to survive? Yeah. Yeah, and then, but you didn't have, like, the cool parts that were in, like, Oregon Trail where you would, like, go out and hunt, Mm -hmm. or you would, like, ford, you would just go on the river, and then you would mystically be pulled somewhere, and you would, like, talk to these, like video like captured pixel people about like <laughs> a rainforest like colonizers came to the rainforest in like 15 whatever and then they killed a bunch of people they ruined and... everything yeah yeah but and then that jaguar would give you like tokens anyway this is an animal <laughs> so sorry well but it kind of is isn't it that's very very on point for the yeah. latter half of this book I do think jaguars are supposed to be, like, I think the reason that was in that game was that jaguars are actually in at least some cultures. A sacred around, animal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, I think it, I think it has something to do with transformation or, like, knowledge or something, which I guess I should have researched more. But I think there is a reason why both things have a jaguar in them. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, one of them ripped off the other one. I think it's just, like, they're going, <laughs> they're referencing the something same, that I the haven't same looked set of cultural, uh The same set of cultural understandings, Yeah. Uh, but I also don't know enough about those to talk about them yeah. in any useful terms. Um, but now I want to look that up later. I also found out when looking up about this book that Kay Applegate had like a database back when these books were like um, coming out on the Scholastic website, I guess, where she would put like, like you could find out, you know, like who narrated the book, what's the new morphs, whatever. Uh, but then she also had like notes. And apparently her note on this book was that. At this point, she, in the series, she, like, thought she was going to run out of ideas, and she thought, like, well, this might be the last one where I have, like, a good idea. And then, like, <laughs> apparently, like, she or she just, like, had a point where she couldn't think of anything, like, she thought, like, oh, this is going to be the last, like, good idea I have. I can't think of anything else. And then, I guess after this, she kept going, so I don't know how she got a second wind or what. I'm shocked. I'm shocked on several fronts. First, yeah. I'm shocked that she kept track, that she publicly stated this was my last good idea. <laughs> or not. I don't know if she phrased it. <laughs> I don't know, she phrased it as last good idea. Stop. Kids just give up here. <laughs> give Abandon up. all no, hope. I think it was supposed to be like a like, hey, like I thought I couldn't think of anything better, but, but then, then I, I did. did. I also, man, um, that that feels like it's coming from a place where the cool sci-fi concept was the core of the story and was the part yeah. that she was worried about running out of ideas for. When for me, that's often the least compelling part of a story and the streets (laughs) are like the characters and what they're doing which again is a bias in the way that i'm looking at stories that's not the objective truth about them but that's funny to me and it was cool like it was a cool sci-fi premise but it actually made sense to me because i feel like 
I really liked the sci-fi like p- part of it. Yeah, I think I think it worked well because she like wove it in from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But it also did seem like they were trying to get the kids into a new location where they could morph something cool yeah. instead of just like a fly again. <laughs> so it did kind of feel like maybe it's that it's the cool idea as a frame for a new morph, so they're not just yeah. set in the same setting, rehashing the same set of like what animals are here and nowhere California. I'm sorry, in city, comma yeah. California. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think, like, even Marco lampshades it, like, towards the end of the book, um, they all morph jaguars, and yep. it's great. It's very um, good. I loved that I loved sequence. It. it felt like I the best it. parts of the Elemist book, where he's taking on, taking them on the Earth tour, yeah. and also, like, Cassie talking about the ocean way back in The Message. Yeah. It was it reminded good. me, it reminded me of, like, in Princess Mononoke, when they're just walking through the forest, oh. and you just see all kinds of, like, beautiful animated, like, lush trees and mm-hmm. ferns and bugs oh you know what um, this would work really well as a comic someone should oh hire God, us to do that <laughs> speaking of um it would make a really good comic yeah and anyway <laughs> um but marco but like cassie's like yeah we should morph the jaguar so we can see in the dark and marco literally goes um cassie you just are thinking of an excuse for to morph, to morph <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I see, I see Kay Applegate and uh, her and husband, her husband had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. So it, it they, they're in the Amazon rainforest for a while in this book, but it starts with them square dancing. Yes, and I liked this scene I, a whole bunch. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's three pages, I think, of Jake just recapping. Because there's a lot of recapping in this book, also, which I think was because. It's the beginning of, like, a new cycle, so yeah. I was wondering if they were trying to be, like, oh, this could be a this new jumping point. This is your entry point. point, yeah. Like, even more so than the other books. So, like, throughout the book, like, I think usually the recaps were only in the first two pages or whatever before, but in this one, it keeps coming back. Like, there's recaps even, like, 75% in. They're recapping mm-hmm. something about Axe or something about the blade ship or whatever. Um, so there's, like, very serious recapping, and then we cut to Jake square dancing <laughs> and hating his life. It was oh, so good. it's so good. It's so good. Oh, have you have you ever had to square dance? Were you ever made to square dance in school, more specifically? No, but we did. We were taught um, the thriller dance <gasps> in middle school, which was especially weird because, like, I think I hadn't seen the thriller music video <laughs> until after. So it was just this, like, 40-year-old woman who, like, I think had been probably a professional dancer, mm-hmm. um, but now is teaching middle school dance to a bunch of kids who didn't want to dance. <laughs> Oh, no. Trying to like be like, oh, this will be a cool dance, but she also like hated her job. Oh, and we were gosh. all trying to do the thriller dance. Anyway, did you ever square dance? No, and I'm now I'm sad. Uh, I'm sad <laughs> to have missed out on this amazing opportunity. I have since like I've been to a Kaylee, and I had a good friend in college who square danced. So I, I think I went to one mm. with her once. My um my middle school mandatory dance was not <laughs> as cool as Thriller. We were forced forced to learn a dance to the Men in Black theme song. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which was miserable, and a very similar setting to yours, I think, where they brought in, like, a cool outside dance yep. coach to, like, get these kids moving their bods, and it was just the wor- It was my own personal hell as, like, a middle school teen, and I hadn't thought about that in a decade, and it's your fault. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, like, wow. I would have given anything for... No, actually, that's not true. At the time, I don't think I would have appreciated Thriller anymore, um, no. so I take it back. They're, they're just all I was awful too options. Yeah. <laughs> It was, 
I, yeah, I just, I love that we get to see Jake just being a teen oh, and yeah. hating, oh, like, feeling embarrassed. So <laughs> and, like, Rachel's, like, taunting him the whole time, and at one point... <laughs> right. He has to dance with Rachel, which is great. He starts, he calls himself, like, a big honking goober, which I want to <laughs> reintroduce into my lexicon so as an insult. Cute. It's so good. And there's also the part where he has to promenade. Yes. And, and then, like, <laughs> and, and he literally goes promenade this i muttered darkly and then he, <laughs> and then he imagines throwing rachel oh. into the wall because she's making fun of him <laughs> just like it was so cute oh, like and i'm so i'm so glad he has this moment to be 18 in a book that's yeah. all about how terrible jake's life is and how hard yeah. it is to be a leader because this was this was a good good intro it was terrible and also a perfect yeah. little encapsulation of like teen embarrassment yeah like i this this book also reminded me of Lost, mm-hmm. and I think neither thing. I mean, obviously, Animorphs. Oh, could like have been Desmond and the Lost. Desmond and the Constant episode, which oh, I yeah, think I brought too. up before, is like my favorite episode of television. Yes, yeah, so good. But also just the like being in nature, mm-hmm. um, having the like the leader character struggling with wanting to be a leader or not wanting to be a leader, but also being good at it. Yeah, like it. It's it's definitely like the things have like I'm ninety percent sure. 99% sure that everyone making Lost had never read Animorphs. <laughs> but, They're Lost. Um, but I think it's like, I think it's when you have a story when, when you know, people from modern times are like left in nature, that ends up right. being a thing that you deal with because it's like a setting to explore. Right, like what, what, is, what is our situations. small power set against yeah. this backdrop of a world that is trying to kill us and a world that we're like forcibly stomping our way into and wrecking everyone's <laughs> way of lives. <laughs> oh. Oh, the controllers do not help out the rainforest in this no, book. but it's, it's okay, though. It's fine, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyway, but so back, back square to dancing. square dancing. He dosy does he promenades. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you caught that line. That is a beautiful so Jake good. line, and I'm very glad. And then so uh, Cassie shows up to laugh yes. at him explicitly, yeah. just to giggle at him from the doorway, which was amazing. I was so... And I, I like that Jake... Um, was happy that she was laughing instead yeah. of feeling sorry for him. <laughs> like, it was such a good teen thing of, like, oh, at least it's just that she thinks it's funny. Yeah. Not that she... <laughs> um, oh, but it's also Jake Jake so needs help, and he also so doesn't want anyone to pity him. It's hard. No. It's hard. He's, like, he, he spends a whole book being frustrated with being the leader, yeah. understandably, but also being kind of good at telling people what to do, even though he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so after that incredible moment where they're square dancing, it's so good. <laughs> Cassie tells him that Tobias found something and they have to go meet up with him. And Jake is nervous about this. Understandably, and, I don't think Tobias yeah. has ever brought them good news, <laughs> which is not, not Tobias's no. fault. It's not Tobias's no. fault. He's perfect verb boy, and we love him. Oh but. yeah. But we've never, we've never, we never get to see when he just tells them about, like, a cool Right, like, guys, I did the sickest dive. I rode the best thermal. <laughs> Don't even guys, ask me about it. Guys, look at this sick it. move. <laughs> I learned oh. a bird extreme sport. Oh, no. I ollied off the tree. <laughs> <laughs> did a 360 hawk flip. Don't even try. He is, he's Tony Tobias. It's Tony Hawk. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Anyway, oh. moving right along. <laughs> so, um, so the other thing is, when they go to meet up with, I think it's when he meets up with Tobias. They they morph into birds, um, and they're going to check out the Safeway, 
um, which apparently controllers have taken over. They have a nice um, time flying. I do want to say they, do. they have they a finally... great time flying. They say it's the coolest thing in the entire world and it's hard to be worried when you're flying. So there you yes. go. Another nice moment for these kids. I'm so glad. Although he does describe morphing into a bird. He, he describes the feathers as being like his skin peeling and becoming a feather, oh, which is gross. No, that's no good. That's worse. They talked about it once before. It must have been Cassie because she's better at it who had like the cool wax <laughs> yeah. feather pattern going on. Well I, think it, well, I think it's like it starts as a pattern and it like flakes. Right. I guess, is... I guess that is the next step. And there's a cool feather pattern on my skin is, oh, oh well, now that's just mm, extruding but, from my bod. But you would think that the hairs would become the what anyway. <laughs> anyway? Are you trying to make sense of morphing technology? I guess is that I mean, what you're trying alien to tech. do. Yeah. Like I okay. no. Okay, I mean, I admire your effort, <laughs> but this is not meant for our mere human minds. Axe would be laughing at us right now. I mean, I also got very confused later on um cuz I mean, I know Visser 3 morphs. Like we've seen this before, but I think because um Jake is recapping everything, mm-hmm. he's recapping that Visser 3 is a controller as he's morphing. And I just spent a little bit of time trying to figure out like, well, I guess Yurks have controlled things that are small before. So I guess the Yurk just morphs within the brain. Does the Yurk go into Z space or does the Yurk do like are there restrictions on the size of the bodies that Wait, that's the- totally a good question. Like, is Does it, it like mean that the yerk, is the yerk like floating in the brain while everything is morphing around it, and the brain is morphing, or is the yerk like how does this work? Right, right. <laughs> like, where is the yerk in Z space? Does that mean that their brains are always in Z space, spending sending signals back? To, I mean, because that makes sense in terms of like. Yeah. Some of these brains are obviously way too small to contain all the neurons and connections yeah. of a human brain. Like, they just couldn't fit a Marco inside, like, a bird. So does that mean it's always the human brain or whatever? Like, in Visor 3's case, like, Aloran's yeah. brain is floating out there with his yerk wrapped around it, sending signals back through time-space voids? Yeah, or is he just, like, floating and, like, everything is moving Ooh. around him? Like, or, but then or where like... does he go? Like, where does he go if it's, like, if he morphs... Like a snake, even like that's a walnut-sized yeah. brain, and I mean, York slugs are pretty snake, big. That's true. It was but... a python. That's a bad example. I mean, he's because like on the York home planet, they they were in the um the ged the ged, and those seemed smaller, mm, but um, not right. And we've super talked about small. it's kind of ambiguous as to whether Yerks actually literally dissolve like and become just part of this chemical bath of a brain. Oh, when they I enter thought an they ear. stayed solid. Mm. I guess that doesn't make any sense. Right, How smaller. <laughs> Right, Book right, 11, is... we start investigating. <laughs> this is like where we're like, wait, how large is a yerk? Hang on. <laughs> the, the, the sci-fi, like the oh. world has not been sufficiently explained to me. Um, but anyway, oh. that's not important. I don't, I'm not really that bothered by it. Right. I just had a moment. Sorry. It's, interesting. it's interesting to talk about, but it's not going to hamper my enjoyment oh, yeah, of no. these books. <laughs> God no! So, um, <laughs> listen, we've bought much work. We bought dogs. We bought into the Pimalites. So, like, we have no way yeah, to I'm stand okay. like, giving this. I also time. like. I kind of. I, I like. I don't. I don't like hard sci-fi. So I'm okay with it being kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely prefer. Uh, yeah. Tech. Tech is not my my sci-fi draw. Yeah. Um. So. So while they're in, they're looking at the Safeway and stuff, and Jake has been having these flashes to like a like a rainforest setting mm-hmm. um, where he's like in a rainforest. And I think in one, he's looking at a Jaguar. 
Um, but he doesn't tell anyone because Ugh. he doesn't want to, like, freak them out, but which I, I understand. You just but. met an Elemist. Like, you have had stranger things happen to you. And I understand from Jake's point of view, like you said, like, he doesn't want them to think he's freaking out, that he's under a lot of pressure and doesn't want to appear to not be able to handle it. I think at this point, even though later yeah. he's just like, anything, I would do anything, just let me stop being the leader. Yeah. Um, but just tell your friends. They yeah. love you so much. It would be okay. Especially since, like, once the book is over, <laughs> most of the things that made their plan go awry mm. was that Jake was trying to quickly decide what to do while also having hallucinations of being in a rainforest. <laughs> if he just maybe told people, they might be like, hey, maybe we should not do a really quick plan right. while you're also flashing into being in a rainforest. <laughs> Like, Maybe let's just ride this one out, like, drink this water, sit down on the couch, like, I'll pat your back and tell you it's gonna be okay. Maybe ask oh. your resident alien friend yeah. who knows, <laughs> knows about, like, weird space-time stuff. Who's been just to like, alien school, right. Yeah. Hey, you know, remember that Elemis thing? Ugh. Um, I'm having <laughs> this thing where my my consciousness seems to be switching to, like, a rainforest that feels super real. Right, like and I'm Desmond I'm right now, maybe, kind yeah. of, a little. I'm having, I'm having some, I need a constant, oh, and, um, who, wait, well, what would his constant be? What do you think his constant would be? Like, all of them. Yeah, his friends. I mean, Cassie, but all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They have, they have some good Cassie-Jake moments. They do. Like, I like that they, like, they just understand each other. On a, in, like, a different level than everyone else. So it's, like, you see why they like each other because mm -hmm. they can, like, have these quiet moments where they, like, really understand each other and they yeah. really connect in a real way, which is so nice. It's convincing. And we've talked a little bit before about uh, one of the things we both, I think, are into about these books is that all of their friendships are kind of unique. Like, the way they interact with each pair of people interacts with each other is different. Um, and I think that's a good way of exploring different interpersonal dynamics. It's very cool. Yeah. Um. So he's having these flashes, and then oh, oh wait, so I think he's having the flashes. He goes, they go see Axe at some point. Or I'm going to backtrack yeah. from the Safeway for a second because mm -hmm. when they go to see Axe, he makes another dramatic entrance. Oh my god! And this time, instead of leaping over a fallen log, he leaps over the entire crew of four humans yeah. and a bird to land in front of them and chat with I them about the Safeway. It. it was so good. It was the best entrance we've seen so far, I think. I love it. Like, I wonder if he's, like, waiting, like, my friends are coming. I better, like, I, gotta, I better gotta show gotta them. Gotta listen. Gotta remind them how cool I am. <laughs> like, oh. remind them how cool a body with four legs is also. <laughs> like, yeah, he like, does. Remember he, spends what you're a while. he spends a while harping on the four legs good, two <laughs> legs bad aspect of Andalites, this book. I, he has some good. He has some good moments in this yeah. book. Oh, he was right. There's one point where he's like, "Jake, watch out! Like your shrimpy two legs will not allow you to be stable while firing <laughs> this gun." And he's totally right. Uh, uh. So um, they meet up with Axe, and they basically recap what they saw at the Safeway was that the the controllers have taken over because there seems to be some kind of like cr something crash landed into it or yeah. was brought in. Um, so the controllers, including Chapman, who I guess took the day off to oversee this, like, controller oh. construction thing. Sorry, can't to... vice prince today. I have yeah. my, I'm moonlighting as a, you know, I have another job too, guys. It's hard. It's hard to be a vice principal. Um, oh. so they want to investigate later, and they, they, I mean, I don't know why Axe couldn't go with them before, but whatever. Um, 
So they're like, yeah, we should do something like tonight. Like we're going to go tonight because it seems like they're working really fast to hide whatever this is. So we're going to yeah. go in tonight. And, and Jake is like, yeah, three hours. We're going to go in three hours. And they all Jake. like disperse, which is terrible. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And nobody, nobody challenges him, which is part of his problem is that nobody ever like if it's, if, if, like, if they ever say something against his plan, it's usually like Rachel going like, I'm not doing it. And then right. like, she just doesn't do it. Either that There's or Rachel no saying like, no, I am going to do this. Even though if you've, yeah. you've explicitly told me it's a bad <laughs> idea, I'm in. Like Rachel, no, we just said we're not, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then there's like, there's no like actual discussion of like, yeah. like very rarely, especially in this book where like Jake is making these split second decisions mm-hmm. and no one's like, okay, sure. Sounds good to me. Which, um, again, under pressure, I get. I get that none of them would want to be the ones yeah. to make these decisions. And Axe explicitly has grown up in this culture that codifies this hierarchy of oh, leadership yeah. so strongly. I don't even think, at this point, it's in his repertoire of yeah. thoughts to challenge something his prince tells him to do. Yeah. Oh, Axe, but it's so um, hard. It's so much. And I also wish that they could just, like, okay, we're going to pause. Like, let's make yeah. buddies. Let's find a morph that can stop time so we can just take a while to chat about what's going on. Yeah. Although I think I think part of it is that in this book we're seeing Jake finally, like think like he he's thought yeah. about how he's the leader in other books, but in this book is him sort of thinking through like how hard it is to actually be doing it, and then he does snap at them later yeah. in the book, and that ends up being like I think it's good that they have this book where Jake is finally like snapping back at everyone about how he doesn't necessarily want to be the leader. Like right. he's good at it, he can do it, but he. Needs them to understand that it's hard for him. Yeah, like it's not absolutely. a default for him. It's not magically okay. And I, I think you're right that while this isn't our first Jake book, it kind of is the first time he's had a chance to think through what it means for him to yeah. be the leader. Because the, pa- the previous Jake book was all, hey, I guess I'm temporarily a controller. Let me try to deal with that yeah. situation. And before <laughs> that, it was like, I guess my friend Marco is calling us Animorphs, so what even yeah. does that mean? Um, they're also like they're not in... Like, they see something going on that the Yorks are doing, but they're not in a life-or-death situation yet. They're choosing to go in. It's yeah. not that they just got transformed into animal, oh my God. into, like, animal morphers, and they need to do something. This is, like, they have to think about what to do, and there's been enough time that it's not it's not him just doing it because he's the first person to think of what to do. Right. And Jake, Jake spends a lot of time explicitly talking about, um, what does he say? It's, like, thinking, thinking means I'm worrying... Like, anytime I'm thinking, I'm worrying, and when I'm worrying, I'm not getting things done. So he's explicitly talking about this problem of, like, ruminating and, like, bad thought anxiety spirals and, like, I don't know. It's interesting to hear him have his second and third thoughts about his first leadership thoughts and try to parse out, like, where do you find that balance between actually taking the time, giving yourself the time you need to be introspective and to question, like, why you're making these decisions while not getting caught in that awful feeling of, like, now I can't, I'm paralyzed by indecision or I'm, I'm so overwhelmed by how horrible things are that I can't do. So in those other books and in those other situations where they are, like, just thrown into action, I think often he's a lot more comfortable with that because he just has to make those decisions yeah. and he doesn't have to think about how awful and hard and terrible it is to be the one in charge. Yeah. Like, more comfortable I, like, I is really... not right. He's less uncomfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I really like that in this book you, I think with leader characters that you don't usually see their thought process behind it and you don't usually see, um, you don't usually see them being, like, good at it but also struggling with it. So it's like, in this book you actually see Jake, there's a part where he's telling them what to do and he's thinking, like, I don't don't like that I have to make this decision, I don't think this is a good idea, but I know that if I don't say this they're going to do something else. I think it's like Rachel wants to go back and help Axe later on. Um, 
And Jake is basically thinking to himself, well, if I tell her no, she's going to do it anyway, and mm-hmm. then everyone else is going to go with her. So I'm going to have to tell her to go, and I'll go with her and tell Marco and Cassie to stay behind. And Marco doesn't like it, but I know that it's good to have back. Like, it's like he's thinking through all these things in a way that I think a lot of stories with, like, a leader character, it's really easy to fall into the trap of not showing it as being a thought process, of just yeah. having it be like, well, he knows what to do. He's the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that you see that from him because it's really easy. Like, in other books where you don't see his thought process, he can get kind of annoying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we talked about Jake like... as the overbearing dad before. Yeah, but in this book, he was like, oh, yeah, I do like Jake. Like, yeah. he's trying so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> my heart goes to Jake. And that's this book was really good at that as I came yeah. away from it. Um, it could so easily have been another instance of, like, well, none of this counted, but instead I came away from it with a new respect for Jake and with, yeah. like, real concern for how he's going to be going forward. Oh, my goodness. he just, he doesn't have a support system right now, and he doesn't get one, spoilers, by the end of this book. No. But he's just in maybe the worst position of all of them, is being yeah. responsible literally for their lives. I think also, like, I guess we're, I mean, obviously we're going to go through the whole book, but yeah. it's like the whole, most of the stuff that happens in this book ends up being like a time paradox type situation. So technically a lot of it is in a timeline that doesn't exist anymore. So by the end of the book, Jake is the only one who remembers anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could have so easily felt like a really cheap, like, so it didn't count, like nothing happened. Right. But I think because Jake was going through this whole emotional journey, he was like, figuring stuff out about himself and figuring stuff out about his team. Like, he had these emotional and, yeah. moments. Um, so, like, even though I'm sad that no one else remembers, it's just poor Jake having all of these memories of this really traumatic thing, yeah. like, thing that happened. Um, it was like he actually did learn something from it. It was like a, like, journey he needed to go on, so it didn't feel like it was a throwaway thing. It yeah. felt like he, this needed to happen. Absolutely. Even if it sucks that he, <laughs> no one else remembers because oh, they are no longer the Ugh. same timeline that, mm-hmm. like, experienced it. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% as I, I really found a lot of this book mattered to me in a way yeah. that, like, Rachel's entire Megamorph's journey did not, even though hers was, like, the process of remembering something and his was, like, all my friends forget. I think it also helped that he talks to Axe about it at the very yeah. end because the thought of Jake just shutting down and never telling oh his God. friends about like the time he watched them all die is unbearable. Yeah. And I also, I feel like there's going to be more instances of like due to time paradox reasons or like elementist oh, reasons, one of these oh, no. kids has to watch all of their friends <laughs> like from alternate timelines die and I'm not oh. looking forward to that because it was hard to read. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe we should, we should go Oh, sorry, get to sorry. That. So, rewind. no, I mean, <laughs> reverse, reverse. I mean, I, I love this conversation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm always, maybe always we happy to little... chat morph kids. Yeah. So, so, back to the safe way. So, yeah. yeah. They're going to they're gonna go back in three, three hours. hours. So, they're going to break, go home, do homework. Jake does, like, his homework really quickly. Um, but he finds out that he's screwed up because oh. tonight is the night that his dad <laughs> got, um, oh, I guess it's time for a sports watch. Um, <laughs> I'm doing some fully work now. That was amazing. I'm really up in our game. So pleased. And you know what? I have no idea what that instrument is. Don't tell me because from here it looked like it looked as if you had taped a bunch of Crayola markers together and were lifting them up to your mouth. So I was very concerned, but the sound was stellar. So I expect a new sound weekly. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's a good just... starting point. 
So, <laughs> um, this week, uh, we find Jake screwed up because he forgot that tonight was the night that his dad paid pay-per-view to watch a boxing fight with him and Tom. <laughs> and it's very... The, the, Tom's household is abuzz with oh, excitement gosh. over this boxing match. <laughs> his mother bought chips. <laughs> Tom is gonna sit and watch... His dad's just Tom like losing is his very mind. Tom surly about it. Yeah, Tom is. Tom has a controller thing. Obviously, Tom has to go yeah. like be on the other <laughs> the side of the foreman. ship cleanup. Um, but yeah, the foreman of the construction site. Um, his mom, Jake's mom, calls it like the temple of male aggression is being built in her house. <laughs> so I do appreciate that they're like lambasting, uh, which is not a word I've ever tried to say out loud. That's fun. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. They're like yeah. poking fun at this ritual while also the dad is really earnestly enjoying the heck out oh, of yeah. it. It's like, it, it's something where I'm like, this would be so cute if only Tom wasn't a controller oh. and Jake didn't need to, like, escape, turn into a fly, and fly to a Safeway later. Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, because they decide they're going to morph bugs to get into the Safeway, which I'm so mad that they're morphing bugs I again. I know, I know. Although, at least they know that they can control the fly. That's um, true. So, he's stuck watching this boxing fight, boxing match, fight, whatever. So, he's the watching big one. The They're watching the big game. <laughs> the big, the big the game big on one. the sports TV. Um, and the game goes, game match, match goes a little long. The fight <laughs> goes a goes, little long. Goes too many rounds. The ball is in the wrong, I don't know, hand. Yeah. The glove is on the away. wrong hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, Jake tries to get out of it by saying he's going to take the VHS over to Marco's house. That so was can cute. can watch it because they taped it. That was cute. Um, which is adorable. That was good. Um, that was, like, Cass- Cassie and Rachel taping each other's show's level of, <laughs> level of sweetness. It's so sweet. So, anyway, so he gets out of there he manages to meet up with everyone at 819 yes in this book every chapter has a little time code which ends up being important later because the time codes it's like a countdown to the issues. yeah to the closed the closed loop of this timeline ending yeah so at 819 he meets up with everyone um and they are gonna fly over the safeway and check things out and there's a moment where everyone's like hey so are we gonna do this and then jake is like uh yeah, we're going to do it. And he oh, feels terrible about it right. and he's not sure what to do. Um, and he's probably had another flash since the last time we saw him. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I think it's happened. It's happened a couple times at this point because yeah, he's, he's had, had the one about ones. like Marco calling Axe a hot looking monkey. Yes. Which Although we don't great. know it's Axe. Oh, right. I'm sorry. He's called like, a monkey. The resident space cadet, a hot looking monkey. Yeah. Which with no context, I was like, what's going on with these kids? What's <laughs> happening in this flash forward? Right. But we do find out that in these flashes, the other animorphs are there because he knows that it's Marco saying this. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, but Jake still doesn't tell them that he's having these like brain oh, communication like, children, like brain travels or whatever. Um, so yeah, they're like, okay, well, time to morph into bugs and fly to the Safeway, and they go over. It's and, bad. And there's like, a proboscis. There's some exoskeletons. Yeah. Let's just skip it. They just get there. They don't die on the car windshield. Yeah. They don't die Although, in the rain. It's fine. It's a near thing though, because Jake almost slams into a car and dies. Yeah. And, like the rain, and like we find out that Jake doesn't like rain, which is a weird. This is yeah, a strange thing. <laughs> like I was like, oh, maybe this will like be a thing that like in the timeline. Like no, he just doesn't like rain <laughs> for some reason. Um, so they go to the Safeway, they're flies, they fly in, Cassie <laughs> lands on Chapman's bald spot, <laughs> and is able to sort of understand what they're saying, because she's been a fly before, and she kind of worked out how to turn, like, I guess, vibrations, like vibrations into mm-hmm. words, which, I'll go with it, whatever. So there's a, there's an advanced bug fighter in the Safeway, <laughs> um, 
and all the Animorphs are like, I don't know what to do. Like, we, we don't want them to have this. What are we going to do? And then they decide their their brilliant plan Ugh. is going to be that all the Animorphs who are morphed into flies, so everyone except Tobias, flies into the bug fighter, and then Tobias distracts the controllers by flying around and getting shot at. Ugh. Which is terrible. Tobias nearly dies, like, seven yeah. times in this book. Him and Axe are in so much danger in this yeah. book. Um, and, like, poor Jake doesn't like that he's like letting them do because like jake doesn't like this either but he can't think of any other better plan and like he's he wants to include tobias in plans because tobias is sort of bummed out like he doesn't say it but tobias is bummed out about not being able to actually help out in yeah. any way almost almost um i don't i don't i think you're right he doesn't come out and see it but earlier in the book he felt bad about missing he thought he was going to have to miss the plan and cassie yeah. had to do some diplomacy emotional work to talk him yeah. through like no we wouldn't even know about this if you hadn't told us yeah. that this bug fighter crashed Cassie's like the MVP of this book. She has a couple moments where she's oh, like, when she talks everybody. Jake down later she's about so being a leader, she's so good. Oh, Cassie. Cassie. What a pure um, soul. So, but yeah, so it, he's like including them in his plans by like getting them in huge <laughs> danger. And then nobody, and then poor Jake is like, but they're not saying they're not going to do it. And I can't think right. of anything better. So right. I guess we're doing it. So it's like he doesn't even like having to do it. Um, so all the all the flies fly into the bug ship. The controllers are distracted. Tobias almost gets, almost gets shot and then flies in with them, oh. and they like morph back and fly this bug ship away. And they're sort Their of plan like, is I think to, like they're going to land it on the White House lawn. <laughs> Even like Jake, I think joked about doing that, and Rachel was like, "Yeah, but let's actually, do it. yeah." <laughs> oh, um, they can't ignore us. Then it's like, oh, I guess, I guess he's like, right. Sure, I guess he's like, correct. I, I mean, this is also, like, a pre-9-11 world, so that yeah. wouldn't immediately be seen as, like, a terrorist act, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it would just be like, that's weird. <laughs> There's an alien ship on the White House lawn. Um, <laughs> the problem with their plan is that um, Axe, at first, was so snobby about being able to figure out Yerk technology. Second-rate like, Yerk technology. He's like, yeah. guys, even if this is an advanced Yerk ship, I can figure it out. But then they get in it, and he's like... These are unusual. Is, yeah. <laughs> I like that he says, this is unusual. Like, these <laughs> controls are unusual. Like, instead of saying, I don't know what's going on, yeah. he's just sort of like, oh. <laughs> but then baby. he does, like, hit something that turns on all the lights, and he's like, I found the on switch. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Axe um, is very so they, good in this book. So so they're all crammed into the spaceship, which is adorable. Mm -hmm. And Axe is flying, and Jake and Marco fight about who gets to operate the... Um, the, the weapons, weapons control. Yeah, these terrible, like, video game boys are just cackling so over, cute. like, yes, we can handle this. <laughs> uh, they're also trash boys before, because when they were flies, they'd, like, throw oh, yeah. trash. <laughs> um, oh, so I'm they're, so they're glad they're the TV show is bleeding into reality. <laughs> it's all just, like, more. it's all morphing into each other. Oh, oh, that um, was that was real bad. Okay. <laughs> um, so, they're trying to fly to D.C., and they're all crammed in there, and it's adorable. Um, but then, apparently... Um, they didn't have the cloaking on, so, like, yep. so like a pair of, like, military jets are flying past them, like, what is this? <laughs> um, and then they also see the blade ship, and so Axe, like, is like, we can't slow down, we have to keep going, and they go super fast, and Cassie's, like, looking out the window, like, that's the Red Sea, which I don't know how she knows that's the Red Sea when they're, like, above the ground, but she does know somehow. And they're like, that's wrong, Cassie, we're, like, we're above the U.S., and then, like, the blade ship is coming, and then they, like, fire at the blade ship, and the blade ship fires at them. There's, like, a big explosion. They, like, cross the streams, and yeah. Yeah. 
there's a big explosion, and then they land, and Jake wakes up in the jungle. They crash land. Yeah, this is yeah. not a pretty land. Yeah, no. This is, like, a massive disaster has happened. Their weapons, like, the beams from their lasers hit each other in midair, and everyone, like, passes out, and Jake wakes up in the jungle, as you said. It's not a good scene. It was not a pleasant landing. Nobody applauded no. for this bug fighter. Woof, bug fighter crash. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, 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 I do, Mm -hmm. I do need to rewind for this heartbreaking moment when Axe's, they're, they've just fired, the world lit up for a second, they realize that they're gonna crash, Axe tells them, like, I can slow us down, but this is not gonna be good, like, I can't stop us from crashing, and Rachel says, at least the blade ship will go down with us, and Marco says, does that make you feel better, Xena? And she Aww. just smiles a sad, brief smile and says, not much better. And then they Aww. crash land and it all goes dark. And I nearly burst into tears These right kids. there. These children. They're 13 years old. Yeah. And then, and then Jake does have a square dance flash. Yeah. In the jungle. So <laughs> Which just, it cuts the tension effectively. Yeah. I went from my heart to, oh, that was cute. I remember when they were having a nice day. It also kind of like, because I think when I first... When, when we first cut to him in the jungle, I was like, okay, that solves. Like, he somehow knew they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Then when you see the flashes back to the square dance, it's like, oh, there's something else going on. Like, right. there has to be a reason why he's flip-flopping between both. Mm-hmm. It's not just... An advanced... Like, he's not just a precog. He's not just extra-psychic yeah. on top of these kids' <laughs> normal level of psychic horror sensei. Yeah. He has a lot of, like, psychic senses in this book. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess it ends up making sense because of time... Shenanigans. But... time nanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's in the jungle. He wakes up alone. There's like giant oh, there's giant bugs on him. That's what's yeah, that's on not him. pleasant. Oh my god, and this is a bad book for bugs. This was an incredibly no bad book for the ants. Later on, oh made me god. want to die. That was not good. Yeah, I think we already like we already know from these books that ants are s- scary and like horrible monster fighters. Yeah, but this book um, left me terrified of ants for years. I think because they are just vicious. Yeah, I think this is why I had, like, a fear of ants for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm okay with them as long as, like, you know, they're not firing Ripping ants, out bits of my flesh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this, point, <laughs> at this point, there's no flesh being ripped, thank God. Oh. Um, but he's alone, and there's, like, monkey noises and, like, jungle noises, and he doesn't know where he is, and he can't find anyone, but then Tobias flies by, and Tobias is like, oh, I found everyone, and, like, Cassie apparently, like, landed near a giant snake, which I was like, oh, did she acquire it? But apparently no. not, because it never comes up. Um... And they all meet up, and they're, like, in the jungle. They don't know what's going on. And the bug ship is completely totaled. Um, and Axe is sort of trying to help them figure out what's going on. And I think and Cassie points out, Cassie recognizes, like, maybe due to the position of the sun, like, they were in one hemisphere, and now they're yeah. in another hemisphere When by the time that they crashed. And Axe... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Axe has his magical Andalite time sense that lets him know what yeah. time of day he is, so... Between those two clues, they know something's up. Oh, yeah. Cassie also figures out, like, what um, continent they're in. Also, like, about what jungle they're in based on, like, the kind of prehensile tales oh, the monkeys Cassie. around them have. That's so I love. good. That's so good. That's, I love that that's how she, I mean, I like that she also is, like, she knows, like, nature stuff. So she's like, oh, like, like, the sun is on the other hemisphere now. So. Right. But she also, I just like that it's like, it's oh, like, monkey I know tales. monkeys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I know monkeys. I've known some monkeys. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, the moss is growing on this side of the tree. It's like, no, let's find the animal thing. That's Cassie's intro way yeah. into anything. Cassie's and on it's also like, It's also like, of course Cassie's going to be the one to say. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's um, very good. I, I, I think, think I, otherwise there would be no way for them to know. So I, like, it, it's in character, but also it's like an easy way to explain quickly. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, like, extended sequence of them, like 
finding your like triangulating, triangulating their position from this yeah. the angle of the sun and like digging a hole and yeah that whole jam um so yeah they figure out that they've they're not in the same t- like time like time is messed up and i think um, axe and, even knows what the phenomenon is called yeah. at that point yeah he says oh it may it may be like a sario ser- rip um which um so they blew a hole in space-time, yep. and they've gone either back or forward in time an undetermined amount of time. Yep. So they, they don't, don't know. know how much. They don't know. Yeah. Axe uh, doesn't know a lot about the Sario Rip because <laughs> when they were learning about it in class, there was a game later that day, and yeah. he was thinking more about the game than class. And I am mad about a lot of things in this book, but I am maybe most angry that we don't know what the Andalite sport was. Um, it wasn't even just the sport. It was also that there was a cute girl in class oh! and he was distracted. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's two, That's it's so like good. two oh, teen two boy teen things. things. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. I like, I love that Baby. he, he isn't, he's, a, he's just a regular kid. But he's like trying to, <laughs> I feel like he is trying to act, um, more mm-hmm. like cool and like, oh, I know things. Like, cause there's a part where Jake is sort of unsure of if, Axe is like messing with him when he keeps telling Axe like don't call me Prince, Prince Jake. Jake and Axe yeah. like okay Prince, Prince Jake. Jake and I was like I think he might be messing like I mean he genuinely means it but I think he I think he's messing, messing with, with them yeah and I love like, that that's what I love about him he's definitely kind of like he's not that serious he's a goof <laughs> yeah no we've talked about we've talked a little bit about how how <laughs> nice goof. it is to yeah noted goof accidentally Escarab is tell is in fact uh, a total dweebatron and I love him for that. Our precious baby. Yeah. So, yeah, so he doesn't know that much about Sari Rips, which I love that he does know what it's called. He knows the basic thing, but that he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so they don't have all the details. Right. He, he failed his practical exam for whatever space-time class that was, but he's got the Cliffs notes yeah. down. Um, so the basic thing is that they exist, like, they. it's not that they have been moved within time. It's that there are, like, two Parallel timelines, yeah. Yeah. So that there is, like... Presumably, if they have traveled within their own lifespan, there is another one of them somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that can mess up things with their lives. <laughs> it's bad news. It's just, you never want to meet, like, your own, as Hermione would tell you if you walked back into her time-turner deal. Yeah. Like, you don't want to meet yourself coming and going. Yeah. It's bad news. Yeah. Um, and, and Axe, um... He says something, I think it's around here, maybe a little later, where he says something about how, like, oh, oh the timeline yeah. is going to try to, the timeline wants to fix itself, so there's only one of us, so unless we do something um, by, I guess, the time that we enter the rip back, yeah. um, unless we do something, the timeline is going to just, like, break, because um, it wants to fix itself, so we have to figure out something within this time frame, um, and they don't know what to do. The bug ship is broken. Um, and they're asking like, Axe, like, can you reprogram it so we can like get out of here? And he's just like, in 20 years, I can right. reprogram it. <laughs> um, oh. but then they figure like, I guess we should try to find the blade ship. Cause that also crashed here. Um, and then they, they joke about how like maybe Vister three can just drive us back. Cause he doesn't oh. want to be here. Either. <laughs> and I would, I would pay a lot of money so to good. read that. I want to read the road trip where they're just forced, forced <laughs> to be buddies with their worst enemy and none of them can kill each other cause they need each other to get out of this timeline alive. Uh, and I'm very sad. I'm very sad that that didn't happen. Not, not like, as sad as I am about not knowing what the Andalite sport was, but like, Oh, that oh, would have yeah. been real good. Like, just an alternate book. Like, an alternate mm-hmm. book where... So, if you've written this fan fiction, like, please tell us where to find it. 
Like, where they just all become friends, and they all play Andalite sports together. Stop. And Stop. You're making me sad. Vista 3 <laughs> becomes, a, like, a slightly better controller. And no, he wouldn't. Okay. You know he wouldn't. He would just lie his no. way through it, and then he would, like, go after those wacky kids again by the end of the book. But it would be great. Yeah. It would be magical. Magical road trip. Happy times, Vista oh, 3. I wish. Um, anyways, so... Yeah, so they figure, like, I guess we should go try to find the blade ship, um, and they want to mess with the bug ship enough that when the, because the blade ship had a bunch of hork bajir, it had, I guess, at least one human controller, and it had Visor 3 on it. Mm -hmm. So they're searching the forest also, so they're like, we need to do something so the blade, the bug ship isn't something that they can salvage and use. Um, so Axe is the only one who knows how to, like, dig in there and, like, mess with it, and the hork bajir are coming, because Tobias is flying around telling them this. Um, so they all have to run, but Jake has to, t like, has to make the call of if Axe should stay and risk his life trying right. to, like, dig into the ship's innards to, like, pull out something. Um, and nobody, nobody fights him on it, so he's like, well, I guess there's nothing else we can do. Like, there's no other call, but I'm gonna hate myself if mm -hmm. Axe ends up getting killed. So, like, there's no... Like, this is this just the beginning of poor yeah. Jake's trouble. Yeah, this is maybe the least awful decision that he has to make from here on in, and it's it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. Because, like, yeah, Tobias is telling them, no, like, they're going to be here in two minutes. Like, there's almost yeah. no way Axe can get out in time, but he doesn't know what else to do, so he sends Axe back in, and the rest of them flee. And the whole time, Tobias is, you know, understandably frustrated, and while none of them explicitly challenge this decision, Tobias is yelling at Jake about, like, hey, no, Axe isn't doing great. Axe, yeah. in fact, has, like, six hork bajir on his tail. Like, I don't know if he's gonna make it. And yeah. I get that Tobias is terrified. Like, Tobias is a Californian bird in a tropical <laughs> rainforest that yeah. is not his ideal environment. Um, like, he's been flying all day, and he's exhausted, and this whole book was just me... Uh, it was just a lot of things, but one of them yeah. was, like, Tobias, like, please just hold on, baby. Like, two more books. Yeah. Like, we're so close, hon. Yeah, it, it made it a lot easier to get through, because, like, they're really addressing how frustrating it would be for Tobias. Like, it isn't yeah. sort of written out as, like, well, he's their friend who's a bird. They see him sometimes. Like, it's like, no, he is He's an anamorph, yeah, but he can't anamorph. Yeah, and he doesn't like it. Like, it's not... Nobody likes it. Right. Um, but knowing that in a couple books something is going to change for him makes it A little bearable. more bearable, yeah. Um... But right now, um, so, right now he's terrified and he's taking so, it out on Jake because Jake is the obvious target for like, oh, you're frustrated with this yeah. decision. Like, guess who had to be the one to make it? It was your poor dad, Jake. Yeah, and then Jake is also upset because then Rachel wants to go back, understandably, because yeah. she wants to go help. And then Jake has to basically tell everyone what to do, and he's mad that like once he goes back to to find Jake, I mean to find Axe, Axe isn't mad at him about it. Like, yeah, he just like wants, Axe is just yeah. like Axe just is doing what his prince told him to do, so Axe is like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, and I think for Jake, a lot of the problem isn't, like, he hates being the one who has to make the decision. It's not even that he hates um, telling them what to do. It's that he has to be the one to choose what to do, and it's right. like he has to do this all the time, and sometimes they get mad at him for it, and sometimes right. they get mad at, like, they don't get mad at him, and he doesn't like that either. Right, but he's got, people get, we get, our brains get decision fatigue picking, like, yeah there are too many jeans in this store. Like, which one do I choose? And meanwhile, Jake's, like, dealing with something a little more challenging yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, I would not, I, I mean, I think I would not do well. Oh, well, listen, we're, we're going to do that, uh, the Alternomorphs book at oh, some point, so we can keep track of, I remember distinctly, like, getting all my friends killed in that book was about all <laughs> I could manage to do. It was like, oh, I'll try this cool morph. Oh, I guess Never the cat mind. wasn't a good choice for this battle. No. 
So, no, same, same. Not a good Animorphs leader, me. Um, so he does go back, and he's, like, fighting Hork-Bajir. These poor Hork-Bajir, I think, might, like, my choice for the worst day. Yeah, pretty all bad. These, the random Hork-Bajir who just, like, slaughtered, yeah. and also, like, random jungle animals who get attacked throughout yeah. the book. I think maybe... Yes, I agree with you. Explicitly, those jungle animals who are just getting, like, drakenveined yeah. later on because a They're human like, controller was like, I don't know if that pig belongs here. Like, that we better kill looking. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Sna- <laughs> Jake gets bit by a snake, Ugh. and he's, like, losing consciousness, and he... And he, there is actually a really, there's a moment where he's thinking, like, I wish I had asked Axe beforehand if you can morph out poison. Oh. And I was like, Axe does know that. Yeah. That was in another book. Yeah. He knows that. <laughs> um, oh, spe- spe- specifically snake poison, too. Like, we got that handled. <laughs> um, I did, like, in this section when he's, like, losing consciousness, the writing was sort of focusing on, like, the colors of stuff around yeah. him, which I thought was a really good way to show that he was sort of like losing focus and visuals mm-hmm. it was really smart while um, also hyper focusing on that weird like slow down time yeah. when you're in danger that was really effective yeah without any of that like um thing that writers sometimes do where they like they like have the words trail off on the page oh and, like, yeah a long page. like it was like a very economical way to have like a two-sentence description that explains how he's experiencing this mm-hmm. thing um good job so so so, so jake's he, okay yeah jake, he's jake okay makes it he, out he morphs back. Um, he has another okay. flash sideways to uh, him and Marco, like, not in the rainforest, yeah. talking about something. Um, yeah, I think it was, like, on their way to school, uh, yeah. on their way to meet up with Tobias or whatever. Um, and then he comes to, and he finds out that Rachel is, like, she did kill a bunch of Horkbeger, which is good, but now she's, like, passed out and she's bleeding. She's still a bear, yeah. Yeah, she's still a bear, she's passed out and bleeding, and there's just, like, a whole, whole, like, bunch of ants crawling on her and trying to eat her. It's bad. It's bad. It's not bad news. It's not nice. It's really, it's like, really. It made my skin crawl. Like literally, so got horrific. terrible goosebumps. Like they're coming back now, just talking about Ugh. our recap, talking to you about our recap of these books. Yeah, it's not it's, nice. It's so horrific, and especially since like he he can't do anything. He can see them like going into like her eyes and her ears, and they're trying to eat her alive oh. before she can wake up and stop them. It's so gross. And um, he, he has a smart brutal, terrible moment yeah. where he figures out, I can't counter these ants. Like, I can't morph an ant and stop yeah. them. Like, what fights other? What fights ants? Oh, it's other ants. Yeah. So he gets Tobias to show him, like, where's another colony? We're gonna set yeah. these against each other. And, like, it's kind of effective in that the ants that are, like, trying to eat Rachel take a break from that to go yeah. fight these invading, this invading colony of ants instead. But it also means that Rachel's just waking up as, like, an yeah. ant war is happening on top so of her. So bad. It's, it's bad. So she and Jake, like, she wakes up, she starts demorphing to, like, heal herself, and they run for a stream, and they make it in just in time, and almost as soon as they jump in, Cassie starts <laughs> screaming at them to get out of the water! Uh, and they're like, fine, fine, we don't even know what's happening, the jungle hates uh, us, the jungle's trying to kill us. <laughs> so they make it out, like, an inch ahead of the piranha that were just <laughs> hanging out in the river, waiting for a teen snack. What? These kids cannot catch a break. No. Like, they're in a jungle. They morphed into, like, animal. Like, poor Rachel was, like, Jake was a tiger. Okay, right. So he was, he was doing okay in the forest. Ca- uh, Rachel was a bear. Right. So she's like just a brown like, bear. Or a grizzly yeah. bear. Sorry, which is, like, like a forest gris- bear, but not a yeah, rainforest like, wrong bear. Wrong temperature. Yeah. Wrong, like, setting. Yeah. She can't see very well. 
So then she's, like, fighting. She's, like, injured. She falls on a giant anthill. The ants are, like, eating her alive. And then she, like, jumps in a river and there's just piranhas. Like, there's like, nothing good <laughs> happening. Right. It's it's terrible, but it's also very effective at conveying that, like, these kids are invading a place that is not theirs. And yeah. it does not want them there. And it does not have any mercy in showing that. Yeah. Which felt... It felt like a weirdly Cassie book vibe to me, both in that I'm anthropomorphizing a whole forest, yeah. and that feels like something I would do for a kid whose main thing is nature. And also, it was, I think the last time I remember them feeling like this is when they were trying to just go in the ocean. Like, you know, yeah. it's fine. The ocean's a fine place to be, <laughs> except that it's not, because you're tiny teens, and the ocean will crush you because it doesn't care. Uh, so, they're alive. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. Barely, but yes. It's 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 awful. Like it was so horrific. Um but then it turns out that Axe is okay. Yes. He made it out and he has found a like lemur capuchin? Some kind I think of small a, monkey. Yeah, I think a capuchin. I don't think that's a lemur. Uh, it's like a little bit a little tiny monkey and he he's morphed into it and and they're like, Oh, that's a good idea, that's a good morph. We should get like morphs from this area. <laughs> and then Axe is just kinda like, Oh, I think I can get you more monkeys and they're like, Wait, I don't and he's <laughs> wait, like wait, how? Oh, I believe I am a female, <laughs> and I, I believe the males, like, want to come hang out with me, so I probably can get them to come. It's, it's very cute. Axe like, is going to very... use his, like, morph flirt powers to bring a whole <laughs> bunch of monkeys to the yard. So he uses his monkey feminine wiles yeah. to, like... But then I was like, so they're all going to morph monkeys that are, like, attracted to Axe's monkey? Like, there's just a lot of, like... <laughs> It like it never it, think it never becomes a thing. Thank no, God, they never like, address it. It's like weird. a throwaway joke. <laughs> but it, I was sort of like, what? but then I do like that. Marco's like, like he, he's the hot monkey. And I was like, Axe is the hot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> We've solved the time mystery. Yeah, we loop back around, and now we know who the hot monkey was. Um, and this is actually when Jake. Um, oh yeah finishes Marco's sentence, which maybe maybe the reason why they had this sentence be one of the ones that was in the beginning was that it's so weird that you remember it right. later on. There's no way like, you could like, pass it off as like, oh, I just knew what you were gonna say, buddy, because yeah. we finish each other's sandwiches. Yeah, and like, also as the reader, it's like, oh, they're in, it's not just the forest in general, it's like right. specifically them this in the forest. forest. Yeah. Um, so he finally is like, oh yeah, by the way, I've been <laughs> having these flashbacks. <laughs> Um, that may be irrelevant to right. this time problem we're having. I don't know. It um, could just be a whole separate mystery. Our lives are just that strange. Um, and then, so, and then meanwhile, poor Axe is kind of hedging on what to tell them. Yeah. For reasons that we do find out later in the book, but while reading, I was like, Axe, tell them what you're, like, not telling them. Come on. So, yeah, this um, is, I think this is where he brings up kind of, kind of hesitantly, there might be another method, and then he cuts himself off and doesn't yeah. tell them what the other method to, like, to close the loop might be. Yeah. Which immediately was like, oh, this is a Donnie Darko thing, right? Like, this is yeah, not going to be a pleasant way to get out of this loop. Um, um, so, but, and then, like, even Axe the narrator, I mean, Jake the narrator is like, I should have pushed him on that one. And, yeah, in hindsight. Although, I don't think he could have done anything. Right. Like, um, I guess. There's like, no way know, Jake, cool. Jake could not have told all of his friends, yeah. like, so this is what we're going to have to do to get out yeah. of the loop. Like, there's. I would not have believed it if he had made that character choice. Yeah. Or if, if his character had made that choice. It would have, like, it would have broken him, I think, in a lot of ways. It was awful. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, they do turn into monkeys, and they have a it great time spinning It seems great. They're, so like, cute. cats are swinging through the t- trees. They're talking about sports again, which yeah. is always nice. And also, they have, like, this discussion about how, um, 
the way the monkeys move is like very familiar to them because oh, I like that. monkeys. Yeah. Um, but it's like specifically the way that they brachiate mm-hmm. is like the way they swing through the trees. I think it's like your arms go back and forth yeah. instead of just, um, which is like how kids go on like monkey bars. Um, and Cassie has this like little, like little like digression about how like, oh, maybe like, like this is familiar to us because we evolved from these monkeys. Maybe this is like part of our like human brain has like memories from the monkey. Like, which I, I feel like doesn't feel like science. No, it's a like, really beautiful it's good pseudoscience. Idea. So yeah, no, yeah. I'm always on board for Cassie to share with us these like beautiful like nature goddess moments of <laughs> I feel connected with the earth and therefore this insight is something I'm going to share with you. Yeah, and it's nice because most of this. Um, jungle adventure so far they felt like very alien to the environment like it feels like this is a hostile environment they don't fit in there they don't understand anything's going on everything is out to kill them but like when they're morphing these monkeys they're like oh this is not that much different from being a human like we are part of this even though like we don't live here obviously um and also i do like that axe likes the monkey morph better than the human morph even though it is more excitable than the human brain it has a tail so it's more sturdy (laughs) like more stable it's not gonna fall over on its two little legs (laughs) yeah that was very cute and axe just i think axe is always happy to have a tail because that's a big part of andalites is they got they got their murder tails and they are sorry to miss them yeah. Um, and, and they, like, they just want to, like, have fun. And, like, yeah, Marco's even like, can play. we play chase some uh-huh. more? It's good. It's like dogs or, like, dolphins. Like, yeah. the, the few good morphs that they have. But then a bunch of Harkbajir show up yeah. with, like, a human controller. And this is this is when I explicitly made the note, worst day than the Animorphs, for, like, yeah. everyone in this scene. Every creature oh, yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Even the Harkbajir, I feel yeah. like they, even yeah, the they're controllers. Not, I mean, they're not jungle. They're, they're like, tree-dwelling creatures, but I don't think yeah. they come from, like, a moist, hot jungle no. like i think they said the taxons look like they fit in because i mean they're giant bugs right kind of. right like i would um, believe listen i would believe that one of the many ways that a rainforest could kill me is with a giant centipede that seems yeah, like, like on point that seems like something that's like in like the part of the amazon they still haven't explored yet mm-hmm. where they have all like the weird bugs there's yeah. gonna be like just a taxon <laughs> crawling around with their oh, jello eyes oh oh um, goodness but yeah, so I'm like, even the control, even the the, the Harkbajir controllers, like yeah. the Yurks in them also seem like, I don't, this doesn't seem like a good idea, but the Hermine controller is just pointing at things like, that pig seems weird. I don't like those monkeys. Shoot the monkeys. <laughs> and they're just like uh, shooting everything. I, you're right. I'm laughing because it's an absurd thing for, like, it's very, uh, very convincing for a human to tell other humans, like, no, yeah. I don't like that. Like, let's, yeah, let's murder looks, this, let's weird. murder this pig. It doesn't fit with my particular vision for this jungle. Like, let's take this place over. It belongs to me now. But it's also terrible, obviously. Yeah. Not a good scene. Um, and then I do like the Visser 3's entrance in this book, because we know he was on the blade ship. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen him too much. His entrance is suddenly a big snake crawls up on one of the Hork-Bajir and starts, like, squeezing it. Yes. So I was like, cool, a big snake. And then we find out, like, after the Hork-Bajir tries to fight the snake and then Visser 3 starts yelling at them. It's, it's Visser 3. And I guess <laughs> instead of announcing that it was him, he decided to, like, surprise them by, like, almost, like, strength like not constricting a hork bajir to death or yeah. whatever like buddy just tell them who you are nope you that don't would need not to be as them. dramatic and fun that would not be living up to his <laughs> megalomaniac potential um and he's like just yelling at the back of, like it's a bad idea to just go shooting the forest up because like i'm here too i could be one of those animals so don't right. just like willy-nilly kill all the animals like you gotta think this through <laughs> um, um. i I think this is also the point where Jake is, like, recapping um, Visor 3, because this book has a lot of recaps. Um, yeah. So he's recapping Visor 3 for us. Um, and he, he's explaining that um, 
like email, Vista Three can send his thoughts to either oh, yeah. one person or all people. <laughs> so, she, so he's replying all all the time in his life. Oh. Like, <laughs> Oh, and it's not even it's not even like your grandpa who by accident is like hello family member i don't yeah. care for Aunt Jane. it's like a deliberate choice like y'all <laughs> y'all need to hear my thoughts i'm gonna open my live journal yeah. up because everyone needs to hear about <laughs> what an idiot this hork Badir controller is being i'm cross-posting this to every yeah. media platform to you need to see community. this yeah <laughs> um oh. So, uh, so we find out that Visser 3 wants that bug fighter, yeah. um, for reasons like they, like they were suspecting that they might be able to, I guess, figure out a way to get it to work with the blade ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're taking it, even though I think they do know that it's not completely working at this point. And so they're not sure why. And this um, is where Jake really starts just obsessively ruminating and like circling back on his own mistakes and keeps coming back to like, I can't believe I, I made X take that part out. I made X risk yeah. his life even when... Obviously, Visser 3 was going to need it to recreate the Serial Rip and get us yeah. out of this whole yeah, mess. Yeah, that's why. Even though there's no way he could have known this at the time, he's still being yeah. incredibly harsh on himself about it because he's so exhausted. And this, yeah. again, you were talking before, Megan, about like part of it is he's not... He wants someone else. He feels like he's doing such a bad job that he's frustrated that no one else is like agreeing with his assessment yeah. of the situation. So he talks a little bit more about being angry at Axe for yeah. not seeing what a bad leader he'd been or like yeah. how dumb he'd been in this situation. And he just wants someone to like sit him down and tell him like, you messed up. You're done. You're not the yeah. leader anymore. Like he, it would have been a relief to him at yeah. this point. He's so tired. He's so tired. <sighs> Poor Jake. Um, and then this is when um, we find out that there are other people in the forest. Mm-hmm. Like we've, I mean the jungle. And like, we've seen like in one of Jake's um, flashes, he saw like a spear, from, like, a person, who, like, an arm. I think you just saw the arm. Yeah. And then I think earlier in the book, there's, like, they see someone walking through the forest, and they can't tell who it is. Um, but this is when suddenly we we, we meet a group of, um, like, South American Native people who mm-hmm. are living in the forest, which I was very nervous as soon as they showed yeah. up. So I was like, how I don't know how this, this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it was good that they didn't ignore the fact that there are people living there. Right. And also I think they did the best possible. I don't know. I guess I'm not, as yeah, I'm not, on I'm not a good, I'm not in a good position to judge whether this is accurate, um, or even how well researched it was or how yeah. sensitive it was. Um, so I, I think it could have been a lot worse. That's true. Um, like, they which did, is sad. Like, that's like a sad bar to yeah. have, right? Like it could have been handled <laughs> a whole lot more terribly. And I guess part of it is like, I think, again, I don't know enough about, like, the beliefs of those communities to know whether this is, like, ascribing an unreal level of mysticism to their beliefs. Like, that was one thing that really made me hesitate is, like, is this actually the case or is this, like, someone projecting, like, their own thoughts about, like, oh, the Native people must think that, like, this is the way these spirits work. Again, I don't know enough about this community to know if that was really actually well-researched, so I'm going to look into that later. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I do like that they kind of, they like, because there's, there's the guy who's the leader of the group who who um, tells them that his name is Polo. Like, they can't communicate with him completely because mm-hmm. he speaks a different language, but he can speak Portuguese. Yeah. And um, since Marco understands Spanish, they can kind of piece together some of what he's saying. Right. Mar- Marco um, knows a little Spanish. I think he talks yeah. about, like, his mom spoke it, but they didn't yeah. speak it at home, so he doesn't yeah, I think know a lot his, of it. I think or maybe his, his grandmom did. Yeah, yeah, his grandmom is a native speaker, but... Um, which I like that this is, like, a thing, like, it's just, like, oh, like, Marco knows Spanish. Yeah. Like, that's part of who, like, 
Um, and that ends up being helpful, but not too helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sort of work out that um, Polo and his people have seen, they've seen the Animorphs morphing, and they've seen the hork and Visser 3. Um, and um, they they sort of, like, piece together, like, they're trying to, ex- like, they, they try to explain that Axe is not a, um, not a, a devil. devil. Yeah. Which is what they describe, I think, Visser 3 as being, which is not too far off. Like, I can see how, like, if you don't, like, if I saw an Andalite and I'd never seen an alien before, I think I might have a moment of, like, what, uh, I don't know what, how, a devil? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, um, especially given that we've just seen, like, the best representation of an Andalite, which was the TV show. If I saw that in a dark alley, like, yes. <laughs> Part of my brain would immediately be like, oh, I'm going to die now. Like, this is it. This is some kind of evil spirit coming after me. Yeah. Um, and then, But then they also do have this weird moment where, um, like, Polo does see that Jake is, like, the leader of their group. And there mm-hmm. is, like, a nice moment where both of them kind of understand that they're, le- like, like, Jake, I think, has this moment of, like, understanding of, like, oh, he's the leader of his group. Like, I understand something about him because right. we are both forced to be in that position. Um, there's a weird moment where... Polo refers to Jake as what they sort of translate as a monkey spirit because I think he'd seen them morph into monkeys. So it's not... I mean, I guess how else would you explain people who morphed into monkeys when you're also, I think, using... I don't think Portuguese is their first language either. Right. Um, so you have I, a, right. You have a very limited vocabulary. Um, but again, I don't know. It's... It, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that part. Um, but I do like that... Like, once, like, they're like, oh, wait, no, like, Axe is not, a de- like, a devil. Like, the other, like, the... And then, like, you see, like, I think Polo draws, like, a horkajir on the ground. Yeah. And, and like, the, the Animorphs are like, oh, yeah, they're, they're bad guys. They're right. bad guys. And then, right. like, Polo and his group are like, okay, cool. Okay, right. cool. And they're like... So they're, they're, they're like, like, they're able to find a common goal, which is, like, okay, these people are destroying our home. Like, this, yeah. they're destroying our community. They're literally coming in to invade and, like, shoot everything that moves that they don't like the look of. Yeah, so I, I do like that it's also, like, it's not, um... Like, like, Polo and his guys go off and do their own thing and defend mm-hmm. their land. Like, it's not like a, like, oh, like, Jake Let's teaches follow them. Jake, right? No, that would yeah. have been an obvious, again, that would have been an obviously yeah. much worse way to handle yeah. this. Um, like, it's just kind of like, they have this moment of, moment of connection. It's important for Jake because he sees someone else who's a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also sort of showing that, like, there are people in this part of the world and they want to defend their land. So that's kind of not terrible. Mm. Um I don't know. I'm still I'm still unsure about it. But anyway, yeah, so me too, me too. Um, so Polo and his his guys go off to fight the Horkbajir. Now that they've figured out that those are the bad guys, it's not these monkey kids. Yeah. Um, and I think now Cassie, this is another one of Cassie's MVP moments. Of she's using Polo as an example of, yeah, it was dangerous. It was dangerous for him and uh, his folks to come out and talk to us and take the risk of trusting us, but. Polo made the best decision he could, which is all yeah. you can ever ask of a leader. Like, with the subtext, yeah. like, Jake, please, Jake, please. Yeah, it's Hold okay. it together, baby. It's okay. Um, this is kind of when they, they start to walk off because they're like, okay, I guess we'll go try to find where the bug ship and the blade ship are. Like, hopefully Polo and his guys are going to be distracting all of the hork and it'll just be Visser 3, maybe. Um, so they walk off, and then Jake just kind of, like, it starts raining. Oh, and yeah. Jake has and we been know having, he doesn't like the rain. He doesn't like the rain. He's been having a bad 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize how much time passed. Um, so he ends up being like, guys, let's just, like, I, I, let's just nap. We're stopping. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, take, please, Jake, please take a nap. <laughs> please have a nice nap time. Um, and, 
and he sort of has like a little heart to heart day with Cassie about like being a leader, and then they take a nap, and then he wakes up. Oh my god! And there's a jaguar, <laughs> just like in his face, oh. hanging out with him, probably with terrible breath because you know, like cats don't brush their teeth. He's just been hanging yeah. out in the jungle. That can't be a pleasant thing to wake up to. I mean, like but, house cats' breath is awful. I don't even want to think yeah. about a big cat. A big cat with like probably like rotting. Oh yeah, stuff like in you know teeth. he's saving a snack for later. <laughs> um. So he sees the jaguar, which is hor- horrifying, but he, he does... Thinks um, very quickly. Ac- yeah, he thinks quickly and he acquires it, which is sort of what he did with the tiger, which I, at this point I was like, Jake is going to have two big cats. This yes. is incredible. Oh, a whole stable of cats. It's Mr. Three's dream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, all the kids acquire the jaguar yeah. once he wakes them up, partly because it keeps the jaguar <laughs> from like, calm. murdering them. Yeah. But That's also then they can have like Kelly. one last cool morph. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So they all acquire it, and this is where I was like, this is where Visitor 3 is going to be so pissed. He just got a snake when he could have had a jaguar. (laughs) All the kids got a jaguar. (laughs) Wait, did you see that gorgeous art? Um, Oh, I forget the name of the the person on Twitter who drew Visitor 3 morphing into a tiger, and it was just amazing. I retweeted it on Morph Club. You should go look at it. I'm going to go find it. He looked very happy. Um, Oh, that sounds good. So, sorry, so, sorry, that was very important. No, that's detour. incredible. I need to go find it. So they all um, morph this jaguar, which is wonderful. This is a really good yeah. short sequence. Rachel's yeah, Rachel's is, very into it, um, and yeah. it's really nice for Rachel to have a moment where she feels like she's in control again because, kind of, the last thing we heard from Rachel was her having <laughs> immense trauma of yeah. being like completely unable to fight back against yeah. like an army of small ants that were trying to kill her. Also, like, they think they're saying, like, the, um, it's nighttime. Oh, um, yeah. And the, the jaguar eyes are a lot better at seeing everything in general in the jungle. So, this like, they all get this. sequence. Yeah. Yeah, so they get this nice, quiet, like, Ghibli moment, like we were talking about before, where they're just kind of, like, looking at, like, the lushness and the beauty of the mm-hmm. forest, and, like, they're kind of experiencing it as something that belongs there, something that's, like, evolved to be there. Yeah. Um, and really... they're sort of seeing the beauty of it. It's really nice. It's <laughs> very good. Do do go read this passage. I'm not going to quote the whole passage to you, but there's a lovely sequence of Jake talking about, like, the rainforest showing him parts of itself, like all yeah. these birds and animals and creatures that he would never have seen, like, stomping around with his own eyes. And it's really lovely, and it feels like it talks to him in the way that the Elemists talk to them about beauty and, like, the beauty of the planet. So... A very crunchy, a very crunchy, sweet <laughs> description of the world, despite like, all the deadly danger of it. Also, Axe um, says that he he thinks this planet is amazing yeah. after seeing this. Like, oh, finally, that was so I mean, good. Like, I think Axe already kind of liked Earth, but mm-hmm. I like that Axe is seeing, like, the best of it. Like, he's yeah. seeing the most beautiful parts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Axe is not getting the dime tour of the planet. He is deep into some gorgeous parts of it. <laughs> I did, I liked Axe and Tobias's short exchange. It was really cute. As Tobias is flying up ahead, or up above the, the canopy, I think, to try to keep an eye yeah. on what's going on. Well, also, he needs the moonlight to see yeah. anything. Yeah, oh, right, right, because he's a Poor he's kid. not nocturnal. He's a diurnal bird. <laughs> um, so he's, you know, there's no light pollution where they are, so he's looking around. He's like, oh, there, I can see about a million stars. Yeah. And Axe is like, there are far more than a million stars. <laughs> Tobias is just like, I know, Axeman. And that was Aww. very cute. And I like that They're he's still so calling cute. him Axeman. That's good. It's so sweet. Yeah. I, I also like that um, in this section, like, all of them are kind of, like, having a quiet moment. They're yeah. seeing how beautiful the forest is. But then it's Cassie who's like, hey, guys, we have to we have to go fight. Like, we can't just, yeah. like, look. And then Jake is like, Cassie, I thought you would be the one who would be the most excited about just, like, look at, like, this nature walk. And Cassie is saying, like, no, like, 
this is incredible, but that's why we have to fight. Like, yeah, she's the one who's the most... Yeah, that's why we have to protect most... it. Like, I love... Like, it makes so much sense that she's the person who sees this, and instead of just being distracted by it, is like, no, this reminds this me of why we have to go. Yeah, it's so good! It's so good. It's so good. Um, <sighs> so they're... They... And then, and then Jake just goes like, yes, ma'am, after she gives, like, a long speech really about why they... Like, it's so sweet. <laughs> I love these kids. Um, so... Yeah, so he they get to, like, where the ships are. They see, like, what they think is Visser 3 inside the blade ship. Mm-hmm. And then Jake has this uneasy feeling while he's looking at the ships. And I was like, oh, no, another psychic moment. Yep, yep. Where's the um, aura? Where's it coming from? Because you know, like, that's much too easy. Is There there aren't any guards stationed. There's just, like, Visser 3's silhouette. So they, like, at that point, I think they're still planning to just sneak in and, yeah. like, fix the computer and hope that they can all just have their nice road trip home. Yeah, but then they find out that the Visitor 3 in the cabin is a hologram. It's a trap. Um, yeah. And this is when Jake just snaps at everyone because oh my gosh. This they're is like, hard. okay, well, what do we do? Like, what do we do? And then Jake is like, why are you looking at me? I don't know what we're doing. And yeah. he he has this sort of like just, he he doesn't know what to do and he's finally snapping at everyone. And I think I think they needed to have this moment where Jake just needs to tell them that it's hard for him too yeah. because I think they've been counting on him to just know what to do. Um, but it's also really upsetting because... Poor Jake. Like, this is a lot (laughs) for a kid. This is a lot for a small teen, and he's been kind of, well, not kind of, he has been shouldering this burden alone to a large degree because he hasn't talked about how hard it's been for him. So I think this is is another big part of why this book works for me, is it it still matters to him, even if his friends don't explicitly remember. Like, he still got to talk through it with, you know, a a version of them. Like, this wasn't unreal. This really did happen. He just happens to be the only one who remembers it. Yeah, like, he needed this, um... The catharsis of, like, talking through it. Yeah. He learned something. Yeah. Um, Oh, and and this this is also when Axe figures out, um... Yeah. Cassie points out, I think, oh, why is Jake the only one having, on top of all of the rest of this, which is horrible, why is he the only one having these flashbacks? Why don't we Um, remember? Yeah, and this is when Axe drops the bomb of, like, well, it may be that the rest of us are not real like jake may be the only one who makes it out of this timeline we may be we may be about to be erased from it um so basically the idea is that like well maybe jake somehow is the only one who makes it out of this alive and then that snaps the timeline back into working um which like obviously none of them want to hear but i was reading this like that's so cool horrible but cool it's it's a neat solution from the perspective of like how do you close a loop like that how do you resolve two sets of characters in the same timeline at once what do you do and the answer is well obviously you can't have that so one way or another like it's gotta end and and obviously jake doesn't like this like he doesn't want every like i guess i don't know if they outright say that everyone has to die but i think it's it's like heavily implied implied yeah if they're gonna be erased there has to be a reason for them to be erased Mm -hmm. um so like he's like it's not great and then this of course is when visitor three shows up and he was like five cats and a bird this will be too easy <laughs> so he Good so he speech. knows very very he knows his cats yeah. um, he knows his cats he can recognize a cat he has mastered <laughs> the fisher price book of what is this animal <laughs> it's a cat it's a bird uh, and he morphs this horrifying hork bajir oh. on it um yeah that was real like bad s- vine snake it was like an octopus creature? but with like vine arms and like yeah. a thousand of them 
And he and it also like swallows everybody except Jake, yeah. but it doesn't eat them right away, which is also horrifying. Yeah. Like so they're it's all bad they're all screaming at Jake from his stomach, basically, oh, like thought speaking, like I can't breathe. It's not good. It's not good. Um, so meanwhile, like Jake is still evading its arms, um, and I think this is when Polo et al. come back and start yeah. attacking the Hork Bajir, which is the only reason Jake has like enough time to figure out what to do or how to yeah. how to attack the monster. Yeah, so he has this, like, last-minute, like, adrenaline pumping. There's nothing else to do. So he morphs into a monkey because um, he has been able to run away and demorph. He morphs into a monkey, and he's able to get one of the spears and throw it at Visser 3. And this, the spears are tipped with um, poison mm-hmm. from, like, poison dart frog. Um, but he also gets eaten as he's doing at the, that. Yeah, at the very end of this chapter is as Jake is, he's saw, like, he has this really cool moment if he figured out, like, it's just a tree. Like, it's just yeah. a jungle gym. It's not, if I just look at this from the perspective of, like, if I let the monkey brain take over, it's just a bunch of vines. Like, the yeah. monkey knows what to do. I can get through to the middle and reach it to stab it. But as he reaches it and gets to the middle, the end of the chapter is, like, one of its vine arms ar- wraps around his neck and yeah. the sentence just ends in the middle. Which is very effective. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he, his consciousness, I guess, snaps back to 819, but as a bird, he, like, when he was meeting up with his friends before the whole, like, before they morphed into flies, mm-hmm. um, he meets up with them as a bird, and he's, like, flying in because he's late, and he, like, smacks into something, and that's when his, like, consciousness, like, snaps, snaps back, back into, um, so he knows what happens. Nobody else knows what happened. He is the only one who remembers, which, yeah. Because I guess he was the last one alive in the timeline? I guess, yeah. I um, guess that's how it works. I don't know if there's, like, a Z-space thing. I don't know. But anyway, he's the only one who remembers. Right, we can assume, like, the controllers all died because Polo killed them. Yeah. And Visser 3 died because Jake stabbed him with a poison dart. And so, yeah. one way or another, Jake was the last one left. Yeah, I don't know if there was some, like, Elemis stuff going on in the background. Whoever knows. It doesn't matter. Probably yeah. always, right? But <laughs> he's always got a hand on the scales or, like, a blue elf, like, I don't know, nose on the scales. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so basically Jake, this time, um, he's like, guys, we're not going to do this plan. Just, yeah. We're not going to do it. Let's go home. Um, and then we find out that it takes him days to get Axe alone to explain what happened. Yeah. Which is, I mean, he, he spent days not telling them what happened. Oh, this um, poor boy. And then like Axe doesn't even believe him at first until he specifically says the, um, Serio rip word yeah and axe is like oh, okay it has to be real cause you wouldn't know that otherwise oh i um, loved there's a moment where he brings it up and axe tells him like almost the exact same <laughs> story as he did the first time around of yeah. like i don't know a lot about the sorrow rip because there was a game and also there was this girl and that yeah. was really sweet like it's it was so a cute. very short very short moment but it felt like a nice to me it felt like a nice reminder like it still mattered. Those still yeah. were your friends. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a fake copy of them. Yeah. It wasn't like you were dealing with like robots or you know bad clones. It's still yeah. like that was still Axe, and those were still really your friends that you had this this horrible. I was gonna say yeah. adventure, but that was not yeah. an adventure. That was a death trap. With like it, it still matters. So you shouldn't feel bad about how it made you feel or like what you learned from it. Yeah, there's a part um, when when Axe first like like towards the end, right before everything goes terribly and they get eaten mm-hmm. um when when axe goes like you may be the only real one left like the rest of us may be memories where i had a split second where i was like but then how would jake know to serial rip is what is he talking and yeah. then like I, and then like it made sense but i do like that like 
we still get to, like, act, like, Jake in the real timeline still gets to have Axe have that, like, little moment of, like, admitting that he's a, a normal teen. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, having, like, it's, like, the way he phrases it is so cute because he's good. trying he's to be so delicate. He's so hesitant, yeah. He's like, and there he's, was this girl. Like, uh, I may not have been paying attention, um... <laughs> There was a game, oh. and there there was a girl who I thought was attractive. Like it's yeah. like he's trying to. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um, you can like just, you can like see him, like what you were doing with his hands is like the mental image I had. Yeah. Like Axe's like <laughs> tiny little child arms, like, like doing some hesitant like. Mm, how do I how do I put this? Like mm, there was yeah. Like I still want you to think I'm a cool guy, Jake. But yeah. uh, but also I'm that. a tiny child. I'm also a teen, like you. Uh, I'm also a teen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and so. Jake can't do the Jaguar morph anymore, which I'm very oh, that was sad. I'm sorry that they lost the Jaguar. I hope they get, like, a cheetah or something eventually. Yeah. Especially since I initially thought the whole reason for having this plotline would be that they would have one or two cool morphs. Right. Like, um, tropical so like, morphs oh. in their arsenal. Yeah. So I was like, well, at least, like, the monkey could be super useful. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not well hidden, but it would it's smaller than a human and has hands. <laughs> so that could be useful. <laughs> you like, true. breaking in somewhere. Um, but no, they don't get to keep any of the morphs because that was a different timeline, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jake already has a cool cat, so I guess it's okay. Um, and then we do get a really sweet moment where at the very, very end, Axe is saying, like, well, like, because, like, like, Jake has told him everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and Axe says, like, well, like, my brother Alfanger always said that it is leader's job to be lucky. Um... And then he calls him Prince Jake, and it's the sweetest thing. It's like, so good. It's such so a good, good callback to, like, all the other times he's done it in the book, and it's such a sweet, lovely note to end on of, like, we know he's goofing with him at this point, yeah. right? But <laughs> he still trusts him enough to, like, explicitly yeah. call him, like, yes, my prince. And I want to I wanna believe that Jake is taking some measure of hope from that, even while he's yeah. teasing me, like, don't call me that. It's still got to build up his confidence, right, to know that yeah. Axe trusts him that much. Like, I think especially since, like, Axe has had this moment where he's sort of confiding in him about, yeah. about this, like, embarrassing. Like, Aww. I think it's, like, I, I, if they didn't have these moments where they kind of were being honest with each other by themselves, it would be really uncomfortable. Because I'd be like, yeah. Axe, you're going to get led into danger because this kid doesn't know what he's doing. But it's, like, both of them kind of know that it's not really, right. like, it's not really an official, like general leading like it's they're they're cobbling this together as best they can and i think if both of them kind of admit that both of them know this but they need this framework to get things to work Mm -hmm. like it's really sweet like they're both trying so hard and it does it works because they both buy into it because they both recognize like all the cards are on the table and they're still like yes okay this is our way forward yeah like there's no resentment about jake telling them what to do right as much as there could be because i think they all know someone has to do it it's hard for Jake, but he's the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, part of the deal of letting, of making him be the one who makes these decisions is that you have to not give him that hard a time about it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you genuinely think things aren't going great. Um, so, man, Jake went through the ringer in this book. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He really did. And it's he saw still... all his friends die. Yeah. yeah not, <laughs> Including himself. Not a but good time. all his friends. Right. All of his friends. And, you know, and some of his enemies, but not, not a net win, I don't think. <laughs> And this really, while that was a sweet note to end on, I mostly walked away from this book with deep, deep concern for Jake and with real worry that I don't know how long he can keep this up. And I, it made me think about, there are other folks whose kind of overall arcs through the series I remember pretty clearly. Like I remember some of the things that Marco's going to keep struggling with and 
like the way that Cassie is going to have to fight to like how much of a protector am I going to have to be? How much of a warrior am I going to have to be versus how much of like a pacifist? Um, but I don't remember, uh, obviously it's going to be like the struggle with leadership, but, um, it'll be interesting to see how Jake continues to come to terms with that and find a balance between admitting yeah. when he needs help and like finding sources of strength to draw on and still managing to be like, uh, not the figurehead, but like the, the face of this rebellion and like yeah. the, the head honcho. Poor Jake. And also it's like, we don't, um, like they didn't, they don't, uh, sabotage the bug ship oh yeah so we, I, I think we don't really know what the yurks were planning to have like for it because I, I i'm still unclear on if it crashed or if they were like bringing it in to hide and something went wrong <laughs> um but they have this advanced bug ship that they're, they're going to do something with mm-hmm. um and they haven't stopped them because i mean obviously they didn't go in and <laughs> reenact that terrible plan right. which i'm glad um but it's like up in the air. Like they, they didn't get any concrete um, advances in their fight with the Yurks, but they learned a little something. Yeah. Well, Jake learned a little something about himself. Right. So <laughs> it was still satisfying. But yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next book because yeah. Jake is like not having a good time emotionally and the ship is still there. So I guess we'll find out next time. Yeah. Let me go take a quick peek at what book number 12 is. Oh, I think we both remember this book. Book number 12 is The Reaction. <gasps> yeah, It's a Rachel book. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is ready a weird, that yeah, that's going to be a weird one, but I am also stoked to see how, if, how weird it is, is partly generated by my memory, or if it really is as strange yeah. as we both talked about. <laughs> also, the Andalite Chronicles are coming up closer than oh, I thought. Oh, nice. When, do you remember when we need to read those? I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. Say it soon, please. When I was... When I was looking it up, it looks like it came out right after Tobias's book. Mm, um, okay. Which I think I think you don't necessarily need to read it immediately after, so I don't know if we're going to shuffle it, because I don't know when the next Megamorphs is. It might be... I think that might be at the end of the cycle, so we might yeah. do Andalite in between. I definitely... We'll post to the group and the Twitter feed yeah, when we we'll, figure that we'll out. Yeah, we'll let you know when we have the next couple of books schedule uh, worked out, but I would... I do... My selfish inclination would be, like, let's go ahead and read it right after Tobias, because I, I remember loving to. the Andalite and the Elemist yeah. and the, the Visser Chronicles yeah. a lot. Well, they're kind of, like, sta- they're more standalone, yeah. so I think, I remember really liking Andalite Chronicles, um, so I'm excited to read it. I think, I think we're going to have to put together an official list, because I definitely almost forgot that that was coming up. Me too, um, so let's work so. on that off the air. Yeah, so, but, yeah, we'll definitely let you guys know, um, on our Facebook group or on our Twitter, mm-hmm. um... I guess we're done for this episode. We got through everything. Yeah, yeah. Good. That was a good good book and good talk. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah, yes. you can, uh, uh, when you're looking out for those hot notes about which books to read next, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Morph Club Cast, which is the Morph Club Clubhouse, and it's lovely. We were just talking about baby tiger noises today in that <gasps> group, so come chat with us. <laughs> um, and you can also find us on Twitter at, at Morph Club Cast or use the hashtag at Morph Club Cast. Um, we post links to episodes. We retweet fan art. Um, and we post yeah, the beautiful time. drawings that we both do, which I'm allowed to yeah. say because they're not just my drawings. So yeah. they're pretty great. You should come look at yeah. them. And I do like that we have this like fan art club that we've yeah. been doing all <laughs> You That's can't the real tell anybody that this. this is our excuse to draw Animorphs <laughs> fan art. That's our secret. It's so good. It's um, so anyway. good. I love it so much. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, and if you have a chance um, and you can leave us a review or a rating on iTunes, that would be great. That helps other folks find the show and talk about it with us, which we selfishly love. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, like, bumps us up in, like, if you're searching for us so other people can find it. All, yeah, um, all the cool kids searching for Animorphs on iTunes will yeah. now know where to go. <laughs> I know there are, like, two other pretty great um, Animorphs podcasts Yeah, I've heard also, really good so. things about them. I think neither of us have listened to them because we didn't yeah. want to bias ourselves, but I, someday when we're done with this whole series, I can't wait to go yeah. and listen to them <laughs> because I've also heard really lovely things. Yeah, I know um, one of them was really nice and, like, was um, sharing a link to ours because I think they've been... I think it was, um, it was not the thoughts, but it was the other one. The, the hindsight? It was the hindsight, Oh, I think. that's so kind. Um, I missed I that, it but was thank y'all. That's very yeah, sweet. Yeah, they, like, reblogged us, I think, on Tumblr, which was nice of them. Oh. Um, so I think, like, if you guys like ours, you might like listening to the other ones. I haven't checked them out, but they probably have a different opinion, which was, would be interesting to hear. But yeah, we can't, we can't listen yet because I don't want yeah, to hear other spoil, people's opinions. I don't want to spoil our opinions and I yeah. don't, don't want to spoil the books selfishly, but I can't wait someday. <laughs> I'm going to go marathon all yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in like a year when we're done with this. Yeah. Oh my God. We can't talk about that. I can't look that far yeah. in the future. My little brain can't handle it. Um, anyway, so um, I've, I've been Megan. <laughs> I have been <laughs> and continue to be Carrie. <laughs> continue to be. Um, so thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye.